Blog Talk Radio. It's time to open up your eyes. Open your eyes to make you wealthy and wise. You can watch your profits rise with a business enterprise. We give you what you need to know, what you need to watch your earnings grow. You can reach your record highs with a business enterprise. Listening to Enterprise on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Erica Collins. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio's Enterprise, where we want to see your business rise. It's July 25th, 2021, coming to you live from New York, New York. It's been a beautiful week in the town that never sleeps. While some of you are hoping for a booster shot and others are trying to figure out their summer vacation destination, we have a wonderful show for you today with Tom Barrow, candidate for mayor of Detroit, Michigan. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hey, Erica. Good evening. I'm I'm really uh, excited about being here. We're excited to have you. Tom Barrow, a real Detroiter, born as a fighting spirit, of his iconic world heavyweight champion, Uncle Joe Lewis Farrow. Tom was born in Black Bottom's Negro Hospital right there in Paradise Valley. In fact, Tom was delivered by Joe Lewis's personal physician, Dr. Robert Bennett, as both Joe and John Roxborough, Joe's fight manager, waited outside the door with Tom's dad because Joe Lewis paid for Tom's birth. Tom proudly carries his name, Tom Joe Barrow. Once again, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, and I appreciate it, uh, Erica. Things we like to do is take a little travel back into time to when you were a boy. What did you want to be? Yeah. You know, actually, uh, it started out, which has actually led me to my profession. As a little guy, at first I wanted to be a fireman. And then uh, later on, I decided I want to be a policeman. And then I would watch this TV program that would come on on Sundays called the FBI Story. And so I aspired then to want to be an FBI agent. And then uh, being an FBI agent led me to become an accountant because you had to be either an accountant or a lawyer in order to be an FBI agent. And that's how I wound up choosing my profession. I I never wound up being an FBI agent. I, I, I started my own practice. So uh, by that time, I was making so much money that I, <laughs> I, I didn't go I go to work for the government. <laughs> but you definitely are focused on serving serving a greater, higher purpose in the public. What makes you want to run for mayor of Detroit? Well, listen, Erica, and for those who are listening, I want you to understand something about what's happening here in Michigan and and, and all the way down to Detroit. In Michigan, conservative Republicans, as you can see happening all over this country, they're taking over. They're they're very ruthless. Uh, Here in Michigan, they use something called Public Act 436, which they created. It was what's called an emergency manager law. It led them to be able to take over um, uh, every city, uh, every black city in particular, every single black city in Michigan, uh, from Benton Harbor all the way to uh, Flint. Uh, and I think there's probably nine or ten predominantly black cities. Because of my training and background, uh, you know, my undergraduate degree is in accounting, 
I have a master's degree in uh, uh, finance, and I became a certified public accountant, and then rose, of course, to become the chairman of the State Board of Accountancy, which licenses all CPAs. So, And, and also, I, I was appointed by uh, the United States Bankruptcy Court as trustee in a number of bankruptcies. So I understand bankruptcies. I understand uh, insolvency, and, and I understand credit default swaps and derivatives and all these things. And, I, and I'm seeing this mm-hmm. recurring pattern all over Michigan. I watched them take mm-hmm. every single black city, bust its unions, privatize its city services, sell off the city's assets to private developers, and, and then take the pensions of the individual black workers uh, and their health care. It came to Detroit, and they took it even bigger. Uh, they uh, decided that what they would do with Detroit is, is inter, have it enter into a bankruptcy using these very sophisticated techniques. They first devalue things. Uh, they freeze off and hold off the federal uh, revenue sharing, the state revenue sharing. They withhold the block grant money. Then when you're paying the bills, the city's paying the bills of people who they're having to do the work and they're not being reimbursed, they start to dry up the money. Upon drying up the money, they then tell you, well, you're not maintaining things properly. And then they move to take it over. Well, they took Detroit through a phony, fake, contrived bankruptcy. Uh, and they did in Detroit what they had done to every other black city, Detroit being an 80% black city. Uh, they took its mm-hmm. city's assets. They took our, our Belle Isle, which is essentially like taking Central Park, if you can imagine. They privatized mm-hmm. it. Uh, pass it off. They took our water system. We now have water backups into our basements and into our streets and floods onto our expressways and just a calamity. Uh, they privatized our water system. Uh, they took our Eastern market, which is our great farmer's market and privatized it. They took our art institute, our historical institute, our historical museum. Uh, they took literally and busted our unions and took the pensions of the city retirees. Now, just imagine, Erica, and those who are listening, their life. Wow. My mother did. My mother worked for the city 37 years. You work for the city your mm-hmm. entire life. And then when you become a senior citizen, you retire, and you're expecting your pension. And then some mm-hmm. guy from outside of the city, living in a 96% white suburb, tells you that, no, uh, no, we're, gonna, we're not going to give you, you're not going to get the pension you thought you were going to We're going to cut it by 20 30%. Now, imagine the effect mm-hmm. of that now that you're a senior. And they targeted black seniors uh, because they took it back to, for people who retired after 2003. Well, if you go back 30 years, because it takes you 30 years to retire from 2003, mm-hmm. that makes it 1973. That's when Coleman Young, the first black mayor, was elected. That's mm-hmm. when he was elected. They targeted black folks because he began to hire blacks working for the city. And so to me, understanding and having the background in finance that I do and having been born and raised here in Detroit, uh, I see the insult that just the, the, the incredible unfairness of this uh, that causes me then uh, to, to run for mayor. And so when I tried before, I was unsuccessful, but it wasn't the same environment. Uh, and, and so normally, you know, people who run, they give up. I'm not like that. Mm-hmm. I'm not cut that way. I have fight in my DNA. And so that's why I'm out here doing what I'm doing now. I'm attempting uh, to take back all these things they so wrongfully uh, took from us here uh, in Detroit, and, and that's my goal. And some, some true injustice is going on that needs to be uh, looked at further. How did your experiences prepare you for your chapter in life now? Yeah, well, you know, I, 
I, you know, if you're from Detroit, and as I say, I'm a real Detroiter. There are people who, you know, who used to live in Detroit and now, you know, used to could tell a black person, you could say, well, they were from, you know, they live in Detroit. It's not like that anymore. That's all changed. Uh, but now I'm here in Detroit, virtually everywhere. So you can't go by that. So, but many of them still love and have their hearts here in Detroit. So they're, they're Detroiters, and, and they'll drive by the old neighborhood. They'll look and they'll say, oh, geez, this is where Mr. Mr. Taylor used to live across here, you know, when I was a little boy or whatever. And those are Detroiters, and we love them. I want their energy. And then there's people who, who still live here, uh, who have never left, uh, who uh, pay their taxes here, who are experiencing the 911 where nobody comes or they come very long time later and, and who have the water backups and, and who, who now can no longer go on their own Belle Isle Park, which is our city park. They can't go there now. And those folks who live here and have continued, those are what I call the real Detroiters. They vote uh, here. Uh, they pay their taxes here, et cetera. Uh, having grown up on the city's east side, which is where I live right to today, I, it, we think different on the east side than Detroiters on the west side think. We think different on the west side and the east side than southwest Detroiters think. And so unless you are a real Detroiter, you dynamics, just as it is in New York and in every city. You've got to know uh, the, 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 the spirit. People like our brand. And geez, so bees, you can hear about our brand everywhere, Detroit versus everywhere. You hear that brand. They love our brand, but they don't like our spirit. I grew up in a household with and roaches and mice and that sort of thing. I grew up in that. And so I know what it's like. I've experienced it. And that experience along with my training now, as uh, once I, I became trained uh, as a professional, causes me now to understand and to see things so much clearly. And so I, I, I just believe this is, this is the time. Hmm. How has the coronavirus pandemic affected your community and, uh, I guess, some of your campaigning? Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm married to a doctor. Uh, so I have uh, I have two children. I have a son, Tom Jr., uh, who just graduated from Loyola University in Chicago. So he uh, he just graduated a few weeks ago, and he starts his first job uh, on Monday. And and then I have a daughter, Taylor. Uh, Taylor is now 27, uh, and she finished undergraduate in Boston at uh, Boston University, and then went on to Vermont and and uh, Vermont University and got her master's in public health her undergraduate in biology, and she's a second-year medical student here at Wayne State University in Detroit. But I'm married to a doctor, uh, Dr. Harold, Dr. Patricio, she's EYN. And so mm-hmm. having that kind of, uh, of, of, of energy in my household, of course, caused me to understand the importance and significance of what's happening with the COVID pandemic and with the COVID-19. Uh, and so very early on, and I don't, you know, I understand people not wanting to, to get the, the vaccination uh, uh, and I won't use my platform to try to tell them, well, here's what you got to do. But I, I got the shot. I got the shot back in January. Uh, I got the second shot in February. My wife got the shot. My son has the two shots. Uh, my daughter has the two shots. Uh, my brothers and sisters have the shots and so on. But I don't, uh, I don't begrudge anybody who decides not to. And, but let me just tell you, I think, again, because we don't relate to this man who, who came out of this all-white suburb, 96% white suburb, and grew up in it. Um, we don't relate. Detroiters don't relate to him, so therefore he can't uh, inspire anybody. He can't explain to anybody who will trust him uh, as to why they should be or should not be getting this shot. 
fact, he's doing nothing in that respect, very little in that respect. Uh, but mm-hmm. I, I believe this, this pandemic has affected us. Uh, and, I, and I'm just concerned, and particularly with the variant and the number of people who are unvaccinated, uh, as to the potential long-term effects. But I, I, I truly understand they're not wanting to do it and their reasoning and, and that they came up with it too soon or uh, I don't know what's going to happen or I don't know what's in it. Well, you know, I sometimes tell them in a kind of a lighthearted way, well, you know, we don't know what's in Gatorade either, uh, but we drink it. And we don't know what's uh, in Tylenol, <laughs> but we take it. But uh, I, right, right. I, I just believe that it's something that people should really consider uh, doing because uh, uh, even these conservative Republicans, even Trump himself snuck and got the shot. Right. Uh, to me, it, it, it's right. had a, a very serious effect, and, and, and we need to really seriously consider doing it. There's a lot of misinformation out there. What are some of the positives and negatives of your journey? Well, you know, I, I think the good part is, of course, because I like people. I like meeting people, and then when I tell them the story of Uncle Joe and, and uh, having been born that way, and I grew up in the project, so folks need to understand, I grew up in the projects, and then we moved over to the Lower East Side of Detroit on streets called Hurlbut and Kirchable, which is where I spent a, a large chunk of my life and just live a few blocks from there now, even today. Uh, it, it, it provided me with a, a, a unique opportunity. And even now to today, I love talking to the folks uh, because I can relate to everybody. I mean, I, I can relate to the guy who is, uh, who's sitting out homeless and, and, and the pain that he's suffering and experience and the ladies uh, who's a homeless uh, right on up to the to the corporate uh, folks, uh, but I tell folks also, as part of my experience, because I worked for a large international CPA firm, Arthur Anderson and Company, uh, before starting my own practice. I understand how these corporate moguls think. Uh, Dan Gilbert, uh, who controls this current mayor, he's going to have to come and talk to me. We don't have to worry about people not investing in Detroit. They're going to come talk to me. Uh, you know, Roger Pence is going to come talk to me. Cindy Pasky, all those big shots. Uh, they're, they're going to come and talk to me, but they'll be coming and talking to me from a different perspective because they know that I know what they're doing and how they're doing what they're doing. So when I talk to them, uh, it'll be a whole different kind of way. But, uh, but my experiences have really prepared me uh, because I, I, I see that, you know, when I take, I'm going to void the lease on Belle Isle. You know, see, I know enough about leases and I know how to go about voiding them. I'm going to void the lease and take back my Belle Isle. I'm going to void the lease on the water department and take back my water department. I'm going to void it on Eastern Market. I'm going to get the pensions and health care back for those senior citizens because I think about my own mom who worked for the city for 37 years. I'm going to void and get back our Windsor, Detroit Windsor Tunnel, the Art Institute, the Historical Museums, uh, you know, our Cobo Hall. They took our Cobo Hall, our, our convention center. They took everything from Detroit, everything. So. Mm-hmm. To me, uh, and they only did this in black cities, remember. So my experiences and having lived here my entire life have uniquely prepared me. And now we got this one black guy who just moved from the suburbs himself. He saw Duggan do it, so he says he wants to do it. He's going to come in here and try to be the king. But, folks, we're just not going to do that. We're not do- we're not- we got to stop it. And, uh, and I just got to say this, and I'll stop here, uh, uh, Erica. You know, Mike Duggan, who's the current mayor of Detroit, he doesn't live in Detroit Right to today, he doesn't live in the city. Can you imagine your mayor not living in the city? Somebody said to me, well, yes, he does. He lives at the, at the official residence, the Manugian Mansion. He lives there. That's where he lives. And I say, no, he doesn't. So somebody says, well, how do you know he doesn't live there? And I said to them, because I live next door. 
The guy doesn't <laughs> live here. Imagine your mayor, the mayor of the city of New York, not living in New York. Imagine the mayor of, 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 of Auburn Hills living in some city other than Auburn Hills or in Troy living. They would never accept it. I couldn't run out, go out in Livonia in that 96% white suburb and run for mayor. Mm-hmm. Hell, I don't even know where a barber or a black barber shop would be. Uh, so uh, it, it's 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 an insult. And every time I see him on TV, it just makes my skin crawl. Nice white guy standing there representing. And I believe me, I am not opposed to people because of the color of their skin. But it is such an insult to us as a black city to have this man standing up there represent like he's like he's able to inspire us. He doesn't. He simply does not. And he can't speak for black folks. He's scared. He doesn't wear black shoes. Uh, he's scared of us. He's uncomfortable. With our black mayor, Coleman Young, you could feel the love. You could literally feel the love. With this guy, it's it's like cold. It's cold mackerel. Uh, what is the best advice that you would want to give to people who want to partner or work uh, on your efforts for Detroit? Yeah, you know, I, I tell folks, uh, I mean, I, I'm in the office. I campaign every day. I mean, uh, I'm, this is probably my, uh, I did three churches today. I did two uh, interviews today, and you're my third. Um, it, it goes like that quite often, and particularly when you uh, folks know what I, you know, they know that fighting spirit. I can be reached. Our, our website, which is really a, a unique website, www.realdetroiter.com, realdetroiter.com. Or you can also get to us by Tom Barrow from there. Uh, our phone number here in Detroit that is manned, uh, and our our office has regular campaign hours, is 313-393-3100. Option four, you can actually get to talk to me. And, of course, Eric, I shock the hang out of people because I actually come on the line, and they're shocked that I actually, all I ask is <laughs> if you get me, you can't tie me up for a half hour, 40 minutes talking to me, you know. You know, but but I but I actually answer. Uh, I would love to have you volunteer. Our Facebook page is Tom Barrow for Mayor, a very active Facebook. Uh, I'm out there, uh, and and folks, we'd love to have you volunteer. If you sent us two dollars, five dollars, we need it because the corporate people, the the large corporate CEOs are the current white mayor. So that makes it very difficult for challengers, very difficult, if not impossible. So. Uh, we need financial help across the country. Uh, just go to our website, realtroiter.com, and there's a, there's a link, to, right, there's a button right there you can donate. And, and I ask you for that kind of help. Call us and have me come out. I'll come out and speak to your group. I'll talk. Yeah, I'm, I'm not afraid. I'm an, I know every every block in this city. I know it. I'm, that's just uh, how I know Detroit. That's why I'm a real Detroiter. So I just tell folks, I'm a real Detroiter. I'm Barrow. I want to be your mayor. Give me the opportunity. Get me past this primary, uh, August 3rd. They don't expect black folks to vote. They don't expect real Detroiters to vote. But you got to get out and you got to go vote. You do that, I get past the primary, and it'll just be he and I. And then the whole paradigm changes. Uh, lots will change. I'm going to open up the schools that they closed, make them in the training centers of, of uh, uh, those kind of technical skills like heating and HVAC and plumbing and, and, and air conditioning and, and uh, printing and electrical. I'm going to open up closed libraries and turn them into computer centers for senior citizens. Uh, we have all this. We have $870 million 
dollars of uh, economic relief money coming in from the Biden administration. Uh, and that we can't let this guy control that kind of money. He didn't lift a finger for Biden last year. He's a closet Republican. Yeah, he didn't lift mm-hmm. a finger. Detroiters turned out for Biden on I'm going to organize Detroiters. We should be controlling all of Michigan, and we will once we organize our Detroit, just as Coleman Young did. Where would you like to see your work in the future? Well, I, I kind of I kind of see me as uh, so many incredible people who were born and raised in Detroit, uh, bringing them into uh, into government. Uh, letting them play a role inside of city government, uh, seeing them prepared, mentoring them, uh, and then leaving the legacy. I want folks to go back onto your Belle Isle, to your park, just like your You know, we, we, we could cruise Belle Isle, a huge park owned by the city of Detroit. For, uh, it was bequeathed to the city of Detroit. I want folks to go back out there on the island, have movie night uh, where I will – you know, to have the city set up movies and, and bring your family and movies and just all kinds of fun stuff. Um, I want to leave that legacy. I want a more system that will stop the water shutoff. Me, Erica, water is a human right. You can't cut people's water. I will create a water border plan. I end up because of my background and because of the, uh, the nature of my and uh, I have that people can afford. Uh, so there's just so many things that I want to do, but I want to leave the legacy of people knowing that a barrel came to Detroit. When the barrel was the mayor of Detroit, everything changed and suffered our broken spirit. So I'm running for mayor. Do you have any upcoming events? Again, Erica, I must have missed it. What did you say? Do you have any upcoming events? Uh, well, I mean, we have, of course, that we're, we're always doing, uh, always moving around. Um, we have uh, uh, events that, in fact, this coming Sunday or this coming Saturday and Sunday, um, uh, and, of course, during the week, I have all kinds of interviews, so I'm constantly doing that all week long. Uh, then on the weekend, we have a couple of events with the grassroots organizations, New Era Detroit, uh, which is a huge 100,000-member uh, uh, kind of organization who will be meeting uh, with them outdoors, uh, our, our whole phalanx of volunteers will be there. Uh, the Grassroots Coalition will be with them uh, this coming week also uh, outdoors. Uh, all of our volunteers and people will be sitting and meeting with them. Uh, so we have stuff that's happening all week long. Our normal volunteer meetings, of course, are every Saturday at 11 a.m. at our headquarters in 2650 Gratiot. Uh So we kind of stay busy all the time. Uh, the election, of course, you know, is next week. So this is this is crunch time, and that's what I'm dedicated to uh, on now is to get out the boat effort. Finally, what's next for the man, Tom Burrow? Well, you know, I'm a dad, so uh, uh, yeah, and, and I'm a husband. I met my wife, incidentally, at Floods, which is a local bar here, very popular local bar. I met her 31 years ago, and we've been married now 29 years. So um, I'm still huh. I'm still a husband. I still have to do all the stuff around the house uh, that you know when I go out, you know people give me respect. But in here in the house, I'm telling you, I get no respect. So I'm just a slug around here. So I just get ordered around all the time. Uh, but but I enjoy being a husband. I enjoy being a, a dad. 
and so and I also enjoy meeting people. So I mean, I'll, I'll the Tom Barrow's going to be all right, no matter what occurs, and, and I'm hopeful that we'll be able to go on. I'm hopeful that we'll we'll either win or we'll come in second in the primary. So it'll just be the two of us. And uh, once it's the two of us, as as young folks going and popping, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Well, thank you, Tom, so much for being on our show. We know that you and your endeavors will be a great success. Erica, I am absolutely thrilled to have been here tonight, and I just hope Detroiters uh, take it serious and that they, they understand that August 3rd is a very important day. Most folks, lots of folks, don't vote in the primary. They wait to see you know, what comes down between for the general election. You can vote in the primary, or else the person who you may want won't wind up being there. And that's why I'm telling folks this tonight, that get out and go vote. Uh, I'm, my name's Tom Barrow. I'm Detroiter. And I want to be your mayor. Thanks again, the real Detroiter. Thanks for listening to our 2021 special spotlight show on politics on Blog Talk Radio Enterprise. If you like more information, check us out on Twitter and You're listening to Enterprise on Blog Talk Radio with your host, Erica Collins.